Good morning, everybody. This is James with 77 Financial Group. You're listening to 15 Minutes of Finance, where in the next 15 minutes, I bet I can get you excited about investing. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. Happy Friday, everybody. It is the weekend, and we have a lot of, we have a lot going on in the in the world this week, uh, which is actually a good thing because there was so much negativity in the last couple of weeks that now we're finally starting to trend up here. So uh, before I get into the market news, let's do term of the day, which is going to be hedge fund. Now, hedge fund, that's a term we've all heard before, but most of us probably can't really explain it. It's just one of those buzzwords where you're like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. But then if you tried to explain it, you probably would fall a little short. So I'm going to help out with that today. Let's read the dictionary version, and then I'll give you the James version here. Hedge fund, a limited partnership of investors that uses high-risk methods, such as investing with borrowed money, in hopes of realizing large capital gains. Okay. First off, I hate how these descriptions and the dictionaries and, and even when you just Google something, they just sound complicated. When, when I read that, I, I, I'm sure I read that when I was like 15, right? I read that exact definition. I must have gone, I don't know, eight years at that point, every year probably being like, oh, what's a hedge fund again? What's a hedge fund again? It's just one of those buzzwords and you can't seem to stick it. So I'm going to help you guys. Hedge fund is just a company that gets to use speculative, aka risky, investment methods to get gains. We're looking for growth. Hedge funds are growth oriented. Now they're regulated differently than me. So like an investment bank, a investment firm like myself or a mutual fund, we're regulated by either FINRA or the SEC and there's we're heavily scrutinized. Whereas hedge funds, they get a little bit more freedom and flexibility because to invest in a hedge fund, you have to be what's called a sophisticated investor or an accredited investor. Now, I don't remember exactly what the, what the, um, expectations are for that. Like how you become one. I think it's that you have to have uh, more than a million dollars in liquid income or in liquid assets. And you have to also make like $250,000 a year. I can't remember exactly what it is, but if you just Googled an accredited investor, it would pop up. Um, but you have to be one of those to even invest in a hedge fund. And part of the reason is, is because they're extremely, extremely risky. They don't really have any caps on fees. You can kind of charge whatever you want. So I know a hedge fund manager that charges 1% up front and then he gets like 30% of the gains. So even if your account, say you give them a million dollars, they're going to get $10,000 of that million in that first year. But if they grow it to, you know, I don't know, one million, 100,000, they get to keep 30% of those gains, which is 30 grand. So think about that. So in one year off of one client, they've already made 40 grand. So that's why hedge funds are super lucrative. Uh, they're not they're not historically the best performers. Uh, I do like the idea of, of hedge funds to be defensive, uh, which is kind of counterintuitive. Uh, but it's very nice to know that you have a professional managing your assets when the market is down. That's really when there's value because you might not get, you might not gain, but you might lose less, which over time will make you very wealthy by losing less compared to, compared to the market as a whole. So keep that in mind. Hedge funds, not for everybody, but for some people, they, they work really well. Okay, let's get into the market news, guys, today. What is happening? Global equity markets are rallying into the weekend on stronger-than-expected manufacturing and retail sales reports out of Europe and better-than-expected earnings reports from chip makers. The semiconductor shortage that is causing production stoppages at automakers and electronics manufacturers continues, which is giving chip makers high hopes for future sales and profits. 
Tech stocks rebounded this week, and the NASDAQ is on pace for the first weekly gain in five weeks. Bitcoin prices are stabilizing back up above 40000 after a tumultuous week, and gold prices are slightly lower, although they've been on the rise for the past two months amid the volatility in the stock market and concerns about inflation. It's kind of odd that Bitcoin, which many refer to as digital coin or digital gold, has been underperforming gold in the past few weeks, but that's what intense scrutiny from regulators and mixed messages from celebrity enthusiasts like Elon Musk have created. Um, so a lot of things there. I'm excited uh, about the um, the chip makers. Sorry, I had a brain freeze right there. Yeah, the chip makers, guys, they are <laughs> very important to a lot of our electronic infrastructure. So that's good news that they had better than expected earnings. I mean, Bitcoin, Bitcoin's going to be volatile no matter what. And gold, I don't, speaking from a... I guess, quote unquote, professional here. I don't even know why people invest in gold. It's the same thing as Bitcoin, in my opinion. Uh, There's a finite amount of it. It's only as valuable as the next person wants it. And historically, uh, we haven't used gold to buy water or trade for anything in hundreds of years. So I don't know what the value in investing in it as a uh, hedge against the stock market or the economy is going to do. Um, That's just my opinion. I have clients who invest in gold, so I, I I purchase gold for them via their investments, but I'm just not a fan of it. Why not just wait for a better opportunity in the stock market than invest in gold? I don't know. It just seems weird that we're investing in this quote-unquote mineral or this rock. Um, seems strange to me. It doesn't actually do anything. It's a non-producing asset, which... That's a term you guys are going to hear probably a lot from me. I like producing assets. Um, yeah, so let's look at today's headlines. Only only a couple here that I liked. We have uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook is set to take the witness stand today to defend the company's app store in its lawsuit against Fortnite maker Epic Games. Okay, so this is probably an unknown story for you guys, but me and uh, me and my buddy Caden, uh, shout out Caden, he uh, a couple years ago started playing Fortnite Mobile and... First off, it's incredibly difficult to play that game on your phone, but it became fun. So him and I started doing that many years ago, but then all of a sudden we couldn't play anymore. And I was like, why Why can't we play on the iPhone? Well, this is exactly why. Epic Games is suing Apple for like egregious pricing on the App Store. So let me just read this uh, description here. Epic Games and other app developers have accused Apple of operating an illegal monopoly given the high fees and commissions it charges to be listed in the App Store. For a game like Fortnite, which is free to play, they have to pay these extreme fees to be on Apple's store. Is that a uh, is that a monopoly? Possibly. I mean, there's also the Android phone, the Microsoft Store, but Apple iPhones, that's a massive part of basically the uh, the whole country's phone usage. So very, very interesting there. I hope that Epic Games gets a, gets a W in their win column there. Uh, Kansas City Southern is expected to abandon its merger agreement with the Canadian Pacific Railway in favor of competing proposal from Canadian National Railway. I'll be quick on this one. Last week we talked about uh, the railway, the railroad connection between Mexico and Canada, and that is what this deal is referring to. It'll be the first time there is a straight shot, or not a straight shot, but a continuous loop from Canada to uh, Mexico with a railroad. And so there is a now bidding war, I guess, with uh, Kansas City Southern. So good luck with that. That's going to be exciting and good for transport here. Um, 
Okay, here you go. This is a fun one. Snap announced a new version of its Spectacles smart glasses that use augmented reality to enable you to see digital objects in the real world. Wild. Uh, Snapchat is working on that, and I wish them the very best. Uh, it kind of freaks me out. It's a little bit like Ready Player One. And, I mean, the closer we get to that, I guess the closer we get to be uh, living that movie. If you haven't seen Ready Player One, go see it. It is a, it's visually stunning, and it's just a, it's a great storyline. Okay, well, let's talk today about taxes, which, again, no one wants to talk about. But I just want to read this briefly for you. And then we're going to talk about a little bit more about hedge funds, okay? So the Biden administration wants to wants corporations to pay higher taxes. We all know that. It also wants the rest of the world to get in line behind global minimum corporate tax rate. But it has hacked off its initial salvo, which promoted a 21% rate and lowered its proposal to 15%. Janet Yellen, the U.S. US Treasury Secretary, made the case for the 15% global rate yesterday, but indicated that it is just a stepping stone and it will be slowly inching forward uh, over the years. Okay. So that is, I don't know, not good news. Nobody wants to pay higher taxes and corporations that have many, many, many employees, which is most corporations. This is the other thing people don't get. When you own a business, you're not really a corporation until you're large. And I don't know what the definition of a large company would be, but I know all the small business owners that I'm familiar with, they have LLCs or S corps. They can be the same thing, but uh, they're not corporations. So I, this is all going to be passed down to the individual worker there. It just will. That is how this works. And if they keep doing that here in the U.S., pushing for those higher tax brackets for corporations, they're just going to go to Ireland where they pay 12.5% or they're going to go to Japan. I mean, these people who are making these tax laws don't get how cash flow is more important than revenue. And by cash flow, I mean how much money is in circulation. That right there keeps the train moving, right? So it's much better to have, uh, how, do I, how do I phrase this? It's much better to have a strong, strong river that's mighty and roaring through a city than it is to have a stream of high quality H2O. Uh, I just pulled out a Waterboy reference right there. But if, hopefully that makes sense. You'd much rather have like a strong, consistent river than you would a small stream of like, I guess you compare it to be like a river of tap water versus a river of, of arrowhead water or purified water, whatever you want to call it. It is much better to have that than it is a stream of pure water. And just because that's how it, I get so heated up about this. That is how life will thrive. Okay, with a large booming river in its ecosystem instead of a small stream. Okay, so that is my opinion with that done. Let's get to today's main topic. I've only got four minutes left here. Negative 1%. What does that number mean to you guys? Well, we're talking about hedge fund performance today. So negative 1%, that is the average return for hedge funds year to date. That is pretty disappointing. I think the S&P is at like 10.5. It might be higher today, but... 10.5 10.5 to negative one. And remember those fees that we were talking about? So now you're paying these fees to these hedge funds to lose you money. I don't know how I feel about that. Like I said, in times of trouble, hedge funds are good because they can help you lose less. But when times are good, which they have been for the last 10 years, I'm going to pick the average S&P 500. You can pay, you know, whatever, uh, less than 1% fee uh, doing it that way versus a... plus royalties fee to a hedge fund. All right, but let me read this to you guys. These are 
the top five positions held by hedge funds. Let's see if you guys can see a trend here. Amazon, Facebook, Alphabet, Microsoft, Alibaba. Uh, Alibaba is just like a, uh, they're a technology company, but they're, it's a Chinese company, but it's also multinational. It's kind of an interesting company. I, I don't want to get into it too much right here, but those are the five biggest uh, holdings in hedge funds. And I also have here the top five most sold stocks by hedge funds. Pinterest, Churchill Capital, Pershing Square, Home Depot, and Fiserv, F-I-S-E-R-V, I'm not sure. And then here are the top five added stocks. Viacom, CBS, Baidu, Twitter, Tencent, and Segan, or Cgen. Guys, these hedge funds, they make an egregious amount of money. And all of their investing uh, information is public. It's not public uh, 365 days a year, but it is public. They do have to make reports about what they're investing in, what they're buying and selling. So some people say looking at hedge funds, looking at these massive mutual funds, investing like they invest, that's following the smart money. But like last time, whenever we discussed um, these reports of like Berkshire Hathaway, uh, all these other massive investment firms releasing their information, it is not specific advice. It is not something you should follow. It is only something to use for educational purposes because as this stuff is released quarterly, right? They might have invested December 31st, but you don't get that report till April 1st. So something that was four months ago, they might have already had all their return that they wanted from that. Every investment piece has a specific job, goal, and purpose. Whenever that job, goal, and purpose is done, these hedge funds, they dip it or they ditch it. They ditch it and they get something else. So keep that in mind. Follow the smart money, but do not listen to it. Use it for educational purposes and uh, educate yourself on what the, uh, the best investors are doing. Or maybe not the best, but the biggest. I'll use the biggest. Hedge funds have billions and billions of dollars, and Berkshire Hathaway has even more than that. So uh, that's it for today, guys. Keep that in mind when you guys are doing your own research. And as always, invest early, invest often. I'll see you later.